I'm your host, Ben Heydrich, along with... I'm David Nimitz. I'm Nate Cross. And uh, we're back, Yellow Room, February 2nd. Friday, February 2nd. Very wonderful Friday. Um, today, we have a little bit of CHC Sports. Is it a wonderful Friday, though? It is a good Friday. We got we got some sports going on tonight. We got a good weekend. But it's a, it's a gloomy day. Hey, I had a good day. I mean, Corbin Burns, like... We'll okay, br- we'll get to that. But he, he, br- he, he made my day bright. Okay, whatever. even with no sun. Out, sun. Um, so there was let, sun out. A you know. bit, there was sun out a little bit earlier, like midday. That's when it's at its highest point in the sky, and there was no clouds in front of it. All right, we're gonna do a little bit of sports schedule, you and then we'll get it. into some professional sports news. What? Are you being rude? Do you guys know that they're gonna be there's a game that's gonna be played the Guardians game that's gonna be t- played in a total eclipse this year for the, with the against the Orioles mm, just in general they're it's gonna be in playing. the game is getting played at Cleveland is that what you're yeah saying? okay that's yeah, exciting I think it's at Cleveland and they're and they're still like they've decided like they're playing in the dark like they'll play in the total eclipse like it wasn't last very long but still. Was it like a one o'clock game or something? Yeah, some something like that. So it's got Guardians like home opener. Yeah, one collusion, a collision course, not collusion, collision course with solar eclipse. Bang. All right. Uh, at three thirteen p.m., Cleveland will experience a total solar eclipse. It's a once in a generation event. That's not true. We just had one, didn't we? No, not a total. We had a lunar. The next one is until twenty four forty four. Wow, that's a lot of generations. Yeah. Yeah, they said once in a lifetime. Try four. Hey, Try like seven. No, they said 24, 24. I know, but you're going to live for 100 years? Well, pfft. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm planning on doing. It's fine. Oh, I was going to say. Anyway. Right. So let's get, um, let's just get, all right. let's get into what we need. schedule. Uh, Saturday, February 3rd, uh, there's track meet. That'll be fun. Where? Where's the track meet, Ben? Uh, <laughs> the Calvert Hall's website doesn't tell us. Um, I know that varsity swimming, they're in the MIA championships this weekend, though. I know that. Wow. On Saturday and probably, no, not Sunday. Um, JV basketball home versus Mount Carmel, one thirty p.m. on Sunday. Uh, varsity We're basketball. playing on Sunday? Yep. Varsity, the day of rest? Varsity basketball, 3 p.m. home versus Mount Carmel on, on Sunday? Sunday? Yeah, well, you want to go to that game? The day of rest? Yeah, you want to go to that game? Yeah, I will. I'll go. Um, yeah, I'll be there. JV basketball, three thirty away. John Carroll. This is February, Monday, February fifth. Uh, JV basketball away at John Carroll, um, three thirty p.m. Varsity wrestling, four p.m. at a neutral site versus oh, wow. St. Francis. Oh wow! All right, five fifteen p.m. squash away at McDonough. Seven p.m. Varsity baseball, basketball. Sorry, varsity basketball away versus John Carroll. Uh, we move into Tuesday, February 6th. JV Hockey away versus Bullis Prep. Uh, varsity Hockey, 3 p.m. home versus Georgetown Prep. Um, 4 p.m. JV Wrestling away at Spalding. Varsity Wrestling, 4 p.m. away at Spalding. We move into Wednesday, February 7th. JV Basketball, 4 p.m. home versus St. Francis. JV Wrestling, 4 p.m. away at McDonough. Varsity Basketball home versus St. Francis. That'll be a toughie. All right, last but not least, 
Thursday, um, nothing. That's all I got. Mm, that's exciting. Yep. Damn, a whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Uh, we can get right into sports news. We'll start off with some football. Um, we'll start off no, with, we won't. with a hire. In no, the, we won't. Okay, where are we starting then? We are starting with uh, the Rangers. You already talked about Raheem Morris? I'm pretty sure. Nate told me, or uh, what's his name? I think Nate we I think we got the notification last episode. We talked about last episode. If we didn't, I'm sorry, but the Falcons, the Falcons signed Raheem Morris. Um, good hire. I think he's been in potential. He's been in, like, rumors for a lot of different head coaching jobs this offseason. Um, so that's potentially a good hire for the Falcons who need to figure something out, you know, figure out who's going to be their head coach and who's going to be their quarterback. Um, the Rangers – Signed uh, David Robertson. David Robertson, relief pitcher, um, one-year contract, between yeah, 11 and 12 million. Old. He's old, but he's a good arm. He's solid. Well, he was really good last trying year. To make, they're trying to make back-to-back run here. They gotta, they gotta just sign some veteran arms. He's solid. Get them through the postseason. I think it's a good pickup. Yeah, for cheap too. Yeah, I mean not really cheap. He's but for a veteran that good, not bad. He's signing a twelve million dollar deal. It's kind of for a the bag. Rangers, that's pretty. It's cheap. kind of a that's, bag. That's really but the Rangers have tons of money. Yeah, that is true. Well, I mean, the Rangers yeah. did sign two guys in like the same year to three hundred million dollar contracts or something, or two hundred thirty or something. They signed Simeon and Corey Seager, right? Yeah. To like humongous. Yes. Uh, Diamondbacks signed Jock Peterson, so Arizona's yes. going to get a lot of Jock Jacks, um, as Dodger Maybe. films would say. Maybe. Uh, One-year deal. Uh, he's 31 years old. Uh, last season, he hit 234, 15 jock jacks um, in 121 games. Um, Playing the NL West again for the third time. Yeah, uh, this is solid. If you know a contending team like the Diamondbacks now, um, you just need good, um, good rotation guy. Like, I don't know. He'll he'll like, start. No, it won't. Start he won't. But day. he's a good every other. Well, he's just going to mash righties. Yeah. That's kind of what he's yeah, going to... I'm, ass- right? I'm assuming that's what he's was brought in to do. He's just going to hit tanks. I don't think he'll hit against lefties at all, but righties, he'll probably see the, see the lineup. I don't know if he's planning to, you know, outfield, a little bit of first base. What? But what? probably just DHing, but yeah. You should... He's a... I always love Jack Peterson, so good player. Good dude. Um, Michigan... Hires uh, Sharon Moore, Sharon, 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 Moore, uh, whatever, to be their next head coach after Jim Harbaugh left. Um, He was the interim head coach, if I'm not mistaken, for when Jim Harbaugh was suspended, and now he takes over the full-time job. Previously a tight ends coach. Um, Mm. Yeah. But good hire, I think. Uh, I, th- I don't think I think I don't think anybody minds this hire. No. It's a safe hire. They did well. What were they three and zero when Harbaugh was out? Well, they went undefeated, so they can't have lost a game, right? I was just Fair saying. Enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was just saying how many games he won as a head coach. It wasn't like it was a one game thing. I think I think Harbaugh was suspended three weeks, but I think they only had two games in that span. Two and zero still good, but I could be wrong. Uh, Luca dropped seventy three points. Um, he did after so. This is, I think, the end of that string of just a ridiculous amount of points being scored in the NBA. Um, yeah, Luca dropped seventy three, and this this poses this posed 
a lot of questions within the NBA about defense and fouls, and I, I just don't. I just think sometimes you have random outliers, right? Like, you had a week where four guys drop seventy. It's just like, it's weird. Or two guys drop seventy in one week. Yeah, Cat had and then Cat the first half. Cat had sixty three. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think you can say it's a problem, but I don't think you should be looking at just the recent couple games. Like, I mean, you know, players are going to, you know, some of the best players in the NBA, which is, you know, Embiid and Luka are top five players. Cat, I guess, you know, say what you want about Cat. He's a good player. Top five center. Good score. Like, you know, good players are going to get their points on certain games, and they're just not going to miss. And that happens. I mean, you know, they're going to be Luka shot 75% from the field on 33 shots. And, you know, it's just going to happen. So I don't think it's really a defense problem. Um, you know, good players are going to score points. It's just kind of how it works. I think there's a legitimate case to be made that Luca is Luca might score more than seventy three in a game at one point in his oh, career. Oh, without a doubt. I th- I think he could pass Kobe for two. He could. I mean, seventy three is just such a ridiculous amount of points. And Kobe had eighty one. Kobe had eighty one, and considering and nobody else has had more than eighty one points, besides also, the Wilts Wilt- was never proven. That's a bogus he, theory. Right, Will for sure know. did that. I agree. There's no reason to just make up that right. some random player. And he's, I know he wasn't a random player, but then why wouldn't they have done that sooner with, like, Bill Russell? Yeah. Like, why did they just pick Will? There were so many, so many good players. Uh, I, I know Will, and it just shows how dominant Will was. But uh, Orioles legend. People are, yeah. One. Yeah, um, Adam Frazier. Orioles legend. Or uh, Yeah, he signs a one-year deal with the Kansas City Royals. Um, he hit 240 last year. Um, but it didn't. It didn't really seem like I, I it was a good 240. Yeah, when I watched Ivan Frazier play, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, it's a. I mean, it seemed like he shined in big moments and he got on base when he needed to get on base. Um, so good for him. And my yep. dad and I were talking about. He's like, oh yeah, it's good to not have a bad uh, infielder now. He was a great infielder. I don't think Ivan Frazier's a bad infielder. No. He's not good though. He wasn't. He, his fielding stats were pretty good, above ninety percent. I mean, his metrics were really bad, but you know, take he that as metric. Will. What did yeah. the metrics say, Dave? Um, I mean, if you look at, I don't know. I like to look at. What do you base, look at? What do you look at? Baseball like? savant is my go-to. Yeah, yeah but like what? His what? fielding run value was minus ten, which puts him in the fifth percentile of fielders. So what does that mean? He's a terrible fielder. Not bad. It's bottom five percent. Bottom fifth? bottom five percentile. Yeah. What does that? What does that mean? He's bad. I know, but what does the stat mean, Dave? Oh, like they'll take into account like arm strength and range, and just a bunch He's of a other stuff. Base and he doesn't need arm strength. He need range. He did that. Diving Clearly not. He's bottom. Like advanced stats say he didn't have. He has a terrible arm. That's probably why. Well, actually, his his range was. He was in the lowest percentile. He's he's not a bad infielder. He, he's just I not. didn't think he was that bad personally. I didn't he think he was a, good. He wasn't. But he, according to advanced stats, he was. Say he wasn't. He wasn't problematic in the infield. No, we didn't have any problems with. He him. did his job, especially you know, he's whoever was that short could cover enough ground to make up for Frazier's shortcomings. George or you know, uh, Gunner, whoever it was. Yeah, good for Adam Frazier though. I hope he gets some at bats. The Royals aren't going to be good. But no, he'll be like every day. Guy. 
Uh, the Cubs signed Nectar Jerez. Harris? H- Hector Nares. Nares. I, 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 I saw an H. I've never heard of this guy. Hector Nares, old guy, but he can throw some gas. Did I say Nectar? You did say Nectar. Did I say Nectar? You did say Nectar. Oh, that's kind of fun. Only older end, but he throws gas. I mean, he's he's pretty like Well, last year he had the best year of his career. Yeah, he did. Passed a 1.71 ERA. Yeah, it's pretty good. And 71 appearances. And a 1.05 whip. You want to be sub one. Sub one's great, but I thought one point oh five is good. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. So what are we talking about? Oh, is it different for relievers? Yeah, because you don't face as many batters. Yeah. Um. The the Falcons hire Zach Robinson to be their offensive coordinator. This guy has been, and I know he interviewed with the Steelers, um, and he's been a hot candidate for a lot of offensive coordinator positions. Um, probably will be groomed to if he has find success in Atlanta. Where was um, he prior? He was with the Rams as their, was he their quarterback. OC? He was uh, their quarterback. quarterback coach. Coach. I just see that, yeah. Um, yeah. So, assuming his where his progression is now, if he finds success in oh, he was the passing in, game coordinator in 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 Atlanta, um, in Atlanta offense, which has struggled and struggled and struggled over the past few years, getting their stars involved. Um, he might be a hot target for an opening, an open head coaching uh, position in fall, in coming years. So uh, I think it's a good hire if you're a Falcons fan. It's a good hire because you need to get the passing game more involved. I know they're top five, maybe I think first in. Uh, no, they weren't first, but I think they were top five in total rushing. Um, so obviously with two. I mean, I would say a generational talent in B. John Robinson, and then they got to get Pitts I th- involved. I don't think anybody has a problem if Tyler Elgier is your backup. I think he starts for a lot of teams. That's a, one of the better running back duos. Yeah. Not better the, than Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. It is. No, it's not. It is. Not at all, actually. It really is. It's not though. It's way Bijan? better. Bijan and Tyler Elgier is this not is better. One hundred percent. Than Najee and Jalen Warren. I refuse. Easily. Maybe maybe when when Bijan Robinson takes that next step, I'll say that. But Bijan right now is better than both of them. How many thousand yard seasons does Bijan Robinson have? Kidding. Yeah. Um, David and I off 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 the mic got into an argument about a thousand yard season. He's one for one. Um, the Eagles hired Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator, pick up. which pick is up. not a good pickup. I think every team that. Has Kellen Moore has an issue with Kellen Moore? He was a Cowboy, yeah, he then he's a Charger, and now the Eagles hired him. Um, but it's a veteran, it's a veteran coordinator move, um, and you know with the talent they have on offense, it's really hard not to find success. But somehow their old offensive coordinator because it was Matt Patricia. Nope, was he the offensive coordinator? It was DC. He was like I don't even think he, he was. was he, he didn't have the, the title of DC. They, they was, didn't was, have a coordinator. They like he was. He had a weird title. It was oh, what was he? Probably like an instructive assistant, Def- defensive advisor. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Um, Terrible. That's the job that. Um, dang it! I can't remember his name, but he had a. Oh, Vic Fangio, the year before when before he was with the Dolphins, when he was with the Eagles, he was an advisor. Um, so bad news for you guys. Uh, the Chiefs advanced to the Super Bowl. Um, yes. Can we cancel the Super Bowl? We could. I don't think I want either of these teams to win. Me neither. Uh, I want the Chiefs to win because if the 49ers win, they'll have six Super Bowls, and I can't allow that. So let's go Chiefs. Um, 
It's not like I dislike. Maybe you guys should like make the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the goal, but when it's not, when it doesn't happen, I can't cheer for a team who's going to tie us in Super Bowls. That doesn't, that can't, that can't happen. Okay. Um, but how how do you guys feel about the Ravens game? Sad. We shouldn't. Turnovers, mistakes, didn't play well. Do you want me to talk about it, or do you just want like I'm sad about it? I mean, I asked you a question. Um, it'd be, it'd be great to have an answer on a podcast other than yeah, I'm sad about it. I mean, what what are we what are we doing here? Well, this is a content content based show. Huh. Uh, the Ravens game. I watched all of it. Okay, we're gonna need. Obviously. I know you're sad. Give us some energy. What? You're. That's how I usually. No. Talk. No. 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 Carl Weathers, the actor of Apollo Creed, dies at 76. That's no good. Just got the notification. No. Nate, you'll be all right. Oh, man, I don't know if I can continue with this podcast. True. Yes. Oh, wow, it is. Oh. You're the one who took Chubbs' hand. Dang. My dad liked Carl Weathers. I love Carl Weathers. It's a shame. Dang it. All right. Dang it. Now back to the Ravens game, I guess. Um, well, I'm, now Dave's double sad. I, you know, I'm not super familiar with Carl Weathers, anyways, but my dad Chubbs. always liked him. Uh, Ravens game was really bad, uh, mainly from an offensive like standpoint. The defense didn't look great at the start, but then obviously they buckled down, gave up zero yeah, points. Yeah, up seventeen points to the Chiefs. Yeah, zero points in the second half. Fantastic, but I would say uh, it's just. Uh, Still a lot of problems. Lamar doesn't look great. Uh, the offense in general, just making you know key mistakes. The main one is Zay Flowers that? fumble in the end zone. I'm not even saying it was just a great play by Snead. That wasn't um, necessarily a mistake. It's a football oh. play. It happens. Does but it? you can't let that happen. Now. Turnover. Though, so it's it hilarious though when it happens right after you flex on somebody and get a I taunting agree. call. Lose your composure a lot. The, yeah, biggest mistake was yeah. The, the biggest mistake Losing was composure. not getting points in the end zone when you're throwing one out to likely so. a triple coverage. That, that was the biggest mistake. I don't know what I you're thought. talking about, Dave, because it's not like George Pickens is getting a taunting call and then fumbling. At least he has a tantrum on the sideline. He's not getting the ball is usually what happens. So, I mean, I would just I, say, I, with, I, I, Dave can't take any criticism from the Ravens. If I say they lost their composure, then it comes back in the Steelers. Did no, they not I lose, totally did, agree. Did they, they did they composure. not lose their composure? The Ravens? Yeah. I totally agree. Odell Beckham, the most the least sane human being on our sideline, had yeah. to go over and calm everybody down. He had to calm them. He was like, "Dude, why aren't you running the ball? Like, what are you doing?" Like, because everybody, I was confused why you're taking coverage sacks when the main thing about you as a player and thing that makes you special is your legs. Yeah. Biggest mistake of them all was him th- just like randomly throwing the ball up. They did not play their run. game. They did not play yeah. their game. I know he's he's Playing like trying to become times. a new quarterback and throwing the ball, but your legs is your best part. Do you, you have do to you, use do them. Do you feel a sense of urgency being down 10 points? Oh, 100%. No, I don't. No. With, in the middle of the third quarter, I do not feel uh, in Unless, let me no see, yeah, yeah. if you're down 10 points... If for me to feel a sense of urgency, like five minutes left in the fourth, right. would be like, like, I, maybe. like you don't have to you don't have to, to abandon your identity 
just because you're down. Yeah, you're running an offense. In the third quarter, down 10 points, you're running an offense because well, uh, you have time for at least two more points. Well, they ran the ball nine times total. So. But we know the problem with the Ravens. The Ravens are never down. That's the problem. They never play down, so but they don't know what to even, do. They don't learn from their mistakes of playing down. Because you can still get back into the game playing the way you want to play. I mean, uh, say what you want. I mean, there was a terrible called game by Todd Munkin. I mean, he coached himself out of any head coaching spot. It was pretty, it's pretty impressive. Um, I mean, it's just just run the ball with Gus Edwards. I don't know, I don't understand it. Uh, I think everybody's like been thinking that. You just kind of don't do it. Dave might cry. I'm really done, done with both of you guys today. But I mean. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he's getting a little, a little, a little yeah. Dave, Dave's, teary eyed. Dave's here. coming back from um, from uh, you guys can talk then. I won't talk from his <laughs> retreat. He's a little sleepy. Dave's a little, little, little tired. He's a little upset. All right. The other game was um, the Lions and the Niners. It's very uninteresting game at the beginning, and then the Niners turned it around. They they come back from a twenty-four to seven. I mean, deficit. I wouldn't say uninterested. I would say a blowout at first. Yeah. But that's interesting because the Lions were blowing out the 49ers. Correct. That's not right. how we thought that was going to go. Yeah, and then, I mean, we thought it was going to be so a tight, contested game. It was funny because I, I was watching the game, so I was already I was tired from um, doing everything we did on Sunday, and then so the 49ers game came on, and I was like, we were happy about it. Yeah, the I Lions mean, were winning. I mean, well, you weren't even there. I was there for the first two quarters. I was there. I left at halftime. I wasn't there. I was in my bed. What are you talking we, about? I watched like the first half at, in in the she shack. Okay, I, I, I guess you did, and I, did. I, and I wasn't there. I watched it, um, but yeah. So, oh, and no, you didn't. You left with Trevor right after the Ravens game. I watched a little bit of the Lions no, game you at didn't. your house. I did. No, you didn't, because Griffin and I were in my room, and we and he left, and I start and I put before he left, I put on the game. You were not here for this. I watched a little bit of the Lions game. Okay, if 100%. you want to believe that, then believe that. But I want you to think about it. Get back to me over text or something, and realize that you left with Trevor before the game started. So but didn't the Lions game start as the Ravens game was still on? Nope. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. It was a three o'clock and like a four thirty game. Nope. It was a six thirty game. Whatever. <laughs> I just it's wrong. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so the, so I fell asleep watching the game when the Lions were up like what twenty four to seven or seven. something, and I wake up and it's thirty four to twenty four. It's uh, bad. Forty Niners are up, and you know people blame Dan Campbell for not his uh, for going for it no. instead of kicking field goal, but that's play, that's the way he played all year. No reason to divert from that, and the analytics said he should have went. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're a Lions fan, you have to be happy, like just that you didn't get blown out and embarrassed, right? Like, I mean, no one really. I mean, I expected them to cover, but no one really expected them to win. Really. No, and not like that. And, and and just with the Lions curse and just not being and getting a Super Bowl. Um, so the Lions the Lions fans have to be very happy with themselves oh, I don't think so. for getting that far and, you know, the bright future that's ahead. 
and you got your coach. I just think if you get that far after not being there for forever, like the last time they won anything was in 1970. They won like the AFL championship before the NFL was even a thing. And getting that far. I mean, they've been to championship games. I know. But like getting that far after not being there for a long time, like in recent years, I feel like it's kind of a letdown, but I feel like it was a good season overall. Yeah, I mean, obviously a letdown when you lose at the biggest stage. But yeah, in the in, in the AFC championship or the NFC championship. But looking back, you got to say what an oh, incredible season. Year. Yeah. Um, another Orioles legend off the market. Orioles stud. Um, Aaron Hicks, who is just mashing the ball for us. Um, I could, don't know about that. It's seven home runs. I thought he was. I, I mean, mashing the ball, meaning he was hitting 275. What, what do you need? Um, so, yeah, I mean, he was hitting 275 with us. Uh, he kind of did cool down after that. Yeah, he only played 28. I know. I can't, doesn't say whatever. Right. I mean, he was gonna yeah, be, he didn't play a ton, but I mean, he he was solid for us. Uh, another Orioles bench guy gets pinched. Yep. Or, I mean, I guess Adam Frazier. He'll play for them too. Work. He'll start for them. I don't know about that. I mean, oh, they lost Shohei. I forgot. Um, the Chargers he hired play the field anyway. Uh, Joe Hortz as a general manager. This is another Ravens. It's another Ravens. Um, who is leaving the Ravens? The Orioles are getting pinched. Like everybody's pinching their guys, and then, and then the Ravens, the Ravens staff is just getting demolished right now. Um, obviously, with the loss of uh, their defensive coordinator uh, in Mike McDonald, and who else left? There was an, wasn't there another. Guy on your staff that left. Now, our linebackers coaches are is our DC. I know. That's probably the only thing you saw. Anyway, um, so I guess that's a. I guess any any player who was influenced by uh, Denard Wilson. Yeah. Denard Wilson was. Um, he was the oh, defensive he was the, backs. He was the DB coach. Yeah. He's um, now the defensive coordinator for the Titans. Yeah, so Joe, so Joe Hor- I mean, any guy, anybody who is trained under, under um, DeCosta, DeCosta is, and and um, who's the other one? Old guy, Ozzy. Ozzy, yeah. It's probably you know a good marker for success. No, so Chargers fans gotta be happy. They, they, they will probably move from one good GM to another good GM. So um, good for them. The Mariners. Uh, Acquire Jorge Polanco. They do from the Twins. Yeah, Polanco. He's been in exchange for Justin Topa. Um, Nobody and three other players. Yeah. Um, Justin Polanco. Topa being the number one name in that deal. It's probably a good deal for the Mariners. I mean, I'm pretty sure what Gabriel Gonzalez is a top hundred prospect. Is he in that trade? Yeah, I think that's his name. Uh, he was. He's an outfielder. I think he's in. He was in Low A. But he's was top. He was like seventy eighth on the MLB pipeline prospect list. So I mean, he's that's probably the number one player in that deal. Um, um, so why are we giving up a top hundred prospect for Jorge Polanco? Jorge Polanco is probably one of the better hitting middle infielders so in the MLB. Has only played probably a hundred games in the past two and a half, three seasons. He's been hurt, but he is probably one of the best power hitters as a middle infielder in the league right now. And he's still young. He just hasn't what, played what's, a lot. Uh, what's uh, Jorge Polanco's uh, second base efficiency? Uh, you know what that? 
on 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 baseball savant. Give me a second. You want fielding or you want his hitting stuff? I'm assuming. Uh, no, I want his fielding. Uh, I know he's a great hitter. You know, you guys don't gotta uh, don't gotta impress me with his hitting. You don't gotta. Okay. Yeah. Fielding. His fielding run value was minus four. So he's in the twenty-first percentile. This uh, is a bunch of bull. Range bottom what, sixth can percentile. Can you see what Nolan Arenado's is, please? Nolan Arenado's probably like. I just want to see what they have. I mean, he's just widely regarded as one of the. I'm best. aware. Infielders in the league, so seventy-fourth percentile. With um, what? What's his? What is like minus? Yeah, you're what? Just uh, his run value was four. Um, range he was be the 80th. 100th percentile. He's the best he, fielder like, in the, in the like MLB. Notoriously had a bad year last year. It was the first year he didn't win a Gold Glove in like a long time. He has like four platinums. All right, let's, that's not. Well, let's think. Let's okay. think of an infielder who was objectively good last year. Um, like Trey Turner was terrible. Um, Manny. About like Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo. He's a great fielder. Well, our first baseman stats going to get skewed because of range. Or do they have individual? They gotta like, have position stats, I would think. Rizzo was in the 70th percentile at four runs. His range was in the 91st percentile. Uh, his arm He's strength is terrible, tough. though, which doesn't matter it's as a first base. baseman. I remember I told you this. I did a Peloton ride. I had a Peloton ride, and in the class, it's a pre-recorded thing. But Anthony Rizzo was in the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I'm not working Anthony Rizzo right now. I'm not working him. I think it was his off day. I, and I'm like dripping sweat at the end. I'm like exhausted at the end of the workout, and he like looks fine. Like he just looks like he was just doing like he was just chilling. So All like, right, okay, these guys are in incredible shape. The Blue Jays signed Justin Turner. Yeah, this to guy's a about deal. forty years old. He is thirty nine years old. I I just don't care about. He Justin will Turner. not be playing a lot. No, he's a good hitter though. I don't care. I'm sick. I, that I need, team's too good. I for need him to Justin be Turner to retire. I mean, he was really good on the Red Sox last year. One of the better, you know. Yeah, really better, good. I mean, what is that saying though? The, the Red, Red Sox, Sox had a losing record. The Red Sox are terrible last year. He hit two seventy six with twenty three bombs. I don't like. Yeah, a good, a hitter, fa- hitter, a hitter friendly park. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's a good season for a thirty eight year old though. All right, yeah, Steelers. I can hit a home run to right. Steelers hire Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator. Nate, what you got on that one? It's a mixed bag. <laughs> mixed Obviously, bag. he's shown success as a coordinator, but not success as a head coach. And people are going to, you know, the drawbacks are going to be his play calling. Um, I wouldn't say inconsistencies, but more confusion on what he wanted to accomplish as their play caller. Like, it didn't seem like, it, it almost seemed like he was, he was purposely not getting his stars involved and was getting, running more plays to get people open like Algier. Or they don't even have Zacchaeus anymore, but people like that. Zacchaeus. Yeah, it's it's. Interesting. Oh, sorry. Wait, what's his name? What's his name? Um, Greg Dolch. Uh, what's his name from? Uh, from uh Tampa. What's his name? Scotty Miller. Oh, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the problem there is like, it'll work to an extent because you have two good running backs, just right. like you had in Atlanta. But I don't understand like what. I don't know if will he be different going back to as a coordinator. Like he's, I'm assuming it's still like the same role, and he's like, like he's still calling plays. But it's it's the level of responsibility. Is but I mean, different. I, I mean, you know, if yeah, I mean, if George Pickens doesn't get the ball, 
again. He's a like, diva. It's like it's raps. But let's think about and this. He's like notorious. Like Arthur Smith just is, doesn't seem to want to get. That's not true though. As a head coach, yeah, but as a coordinator in Tennessee, he's the one who is, I guess, responsible for revitalizing Tannehill's career. Um, I guess he was the first one. He they were under they were under Arthur Smith when who was the when, running when back AJ, in when AJ Brown when AJ Brown broke out, okay, um, and then obviously their running back was Derrick Henry, and trash. But like what what the Steelers want to do, Arthur Smith fits that mold. So it's not like it's a confusing hire. People would just say it's a boring hire. And it and it could be a potentially bad hire because we don't know if Arthur Smith has lost it, lost his touch calling plays, like from the water boy, or or if it was just he couldn't handle the pressure of being a head coach and there's too much responsibility, he couldn't focus on his play call. Probably a mixture. I still don't know what the Steelers are trying Desmond to do. Ritter? What do you mean you don't know what they're trying to do? They're obviously trying to develop a run-heavy team. I mean, yeah, it's just not. I don't. Not I don't believe in it. I don't you don't believe in work. what the look, Steelers' investment at, in the they're all in the run. I mean, it worked when the running game's clicking for the Steelers. It's hard to stop. And we saw that in the back half of this year again. I just think it's it's um it's a dated approach. When you don't have that's funny coming from a Ravens fan. When you don't, you cut me off. Obviously, when you don't have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen, like guys that can make plays with their like, I just don't. I personally don't. I think it's dated. I think Uh, you saw the how fantastic the Falcons' offense was this year. So I think that you fell into a big trap because. What did what did they say? What did they say on Kenny Pickett's fake slide at Pitt? That it's illegal. No, they said don't sleep on those legs. Okay, don't be surprised. That's not your quarterback. It, don't don't be surprised. It's not your quarterback. Don't, don't be so. surprised if we if if Kenny Pickett comes in next year and has five hundred plus rushing yards this season. Trash. He won't play. He won't play enough games. Unfortunately, you think he'll get benched? He I don't think he'll start. That's the problem. You don't think, I think he'll win the QB battle this offseason? <laughs> no. No, I have no faith. Because preseason Kenny is crazy, so I don't know. Yeah. You didn't take that and into shout account. Out Kenny Pickett for really letting people understand that preseason means absolutely nothing. And you can be great in the preseason and be terrible in the regular season. So shout out to Kenny Pickett for that. All right. Or, or maybe Matt Canada could be great in the regular I'm kidding. Um, but Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson's staying with Detroit. That's... Um, so I think he that's wanted. Not, that's I, th- not a I think I think he wanted to stay there. He set his price so high, it scared a lot of teams away. Yeah. And then what he did that people were criticizing for is he. Who was coming to meet him? The, the commanders. Com- I think the commanders wanted to hire the, the him. The commanders as their head coach. were on their way to go meet him, and he, mid-flight, he he said, he announced that he was staying with the team. Yeah. That's funny. Um, and um, he knew they were coming to meet him. So the commanders he's are, kind of his rep is kind of like the commanders are the only team without a head coach. That's not true. Yeah, they are. Nope. Didn't they just get one? They just signed. Did they? they just yep. They just signed. Uh, they just signed uh, Dan Quinn to be their head coach. Did they, oh Which yeah, is terrible. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, that's that's that, scary. I I think that doesn't make a lot of sense because especially when there's somebody like Mike Vrabel who's. That's what I was thinking. Who's a defensive coach? Like isn't you're, he, you're hiring Dan Quinn, who's a defensive he, coach. Isn't he helping out with the Patriots or no? No. no. 
Um, he, All right. But it just makes no sense. Like, Dan Quinn wasn't successful in Atlanta. He wasn't. I mean, he was. He found success in Dallas, but not consistent success. He I wasn't mean, a good head coach. But he was a as a defensive coordinator for Dallas. He wasn't even consistent. No. I mean, like look at the playoff game they lost to Jordan Love. Like, they gave up their defense gave up yeah. forty five points. Yeah, with Dan Quinn, I think it's safe to an extent because you know what you're getting with Dan Quinn. But the Commanders are, I think this doesn't move what, the needle. What are, getting, what are you getting with Dan Quinn? Mediocrity. That's what I mean. You're like, you, that's what I mean. It, this doesn't move the needle. This doesn't help the Commanders. Which, go forward. It helps them stay which, which, to where they're going to win six games. Which is what they did with Ron Rivera. That's what I mean. Like it's like, it's, 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 it's bad. frustrating. I'm, I think it's bad. I'm I'm agreeing with you yeah, in yeah. that it's again like going from Ron Rivera to Dan Quinn. The needle staying in the same spot and like it doesn't nothing, make like, and it doesn't fit what they've been doing all off season since, the, since they've been eliminated and like even at the de- going back to the deadline. Okay, we're going to get a fresh start. We want to we want to think about the future. We can't pay all these guys. We're going to send them away. We're going to get capital. We're going to sign our new GM. We're going to get, you know, all, and we're going to have, an, obviously, a new owner. And and then and then you have a great opportunity to sign a consistently good head coach in Mike Vrabel, who had one bad year and I think was unjustly fired by the Titans. You have, you have a perennial consensus, I mean, per, I mean consensus Hall of Fame Greatest coach of all time, one of the great, and Bill Belichick on the market. You want to make a step forward and really say, "Yeah, we're changing." Why not hire one of those guys? You got to make a better decision than Dan Quinn, or or or, or push Ben Johnson, uh, put push for him at, at at a higher pace. Maybe give in to what he wanted to do. Like yeah. I, I, I just like Dan Quinn is such like. It's, first of all, it's random because I didn't think he'd ever get a head coaching job again. Because he just wasn't very good with Atlanta, and you're giving it's like giving it's like giving what's his name a second shot, uh, <sighs> Josh McDaniels. He was terrible with the Broncos as their head coach. Got fired after that would have been amazing if they hired Josh mess. McDaniels. And Josh, he gets another shot with the Raiders, and nothing changes. And now the Commanders are going to be stuck. Maybe that should be their OC, huh? Josh McDaniels. Well, you know Nathaniel Hackett might also get fired again. Oh, dang it. From the Jets, because apparently he has no clue what he's doing. Boo, that's not cool. That's not cool, guys. All right, biggest news ever in the history of, of ever. Yeah. The Angelos family are in are in the process of selling Woo! the Baltimore Orioles Yay! to David Rubenstein and Mike Argetti Woo! for $1.725 million, billion, billion with a B, with a B, there's dollars. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they're in the process, but so, it, so, they have agreed to so sell. They own, so they'll own 40% as of right now. Yes. And then a lot, or, or not a lot, I just want to say. Um, the Angelos's will hold their 30% stake in, in the Orioles until... Grant Hill and Kyle Ripken will have some stake in I it, I know. Too. Until, what's his name, dies. Peter Angelos Peter. dies. So He's Peter, already dead. And then his, and then their 30%. Yeah. I think it's going to go into that thirty percent is going to then go to the new owners, so they'll hold about seventy percent of the team. Um, but right now, as we as we'll get to, um, I don't know if they've taken over yet, but people are already giving them credit for the Cor- Corbin Burns. The trade. money was to Angelos's money. It was 
you can't buy the team like that and then just immediately step in right for this off season like this off season was going to be all angelos and then next year or maybe mid-season you know it would be ruben sign all those guys uh but yeah so this was i guess the angelos's parting gift, gift which gets I, us I, back on i don't know why they do this. It, it doesn't like, it doesn't get us back someone said to me today we're trying to get cease too i was like that's just not gonna happen. i did hear that somebody was saying i mean would you give up like, you're gonna have to give up a bag. Okay, okay but if you're, you're giving up, you're giving up Keston. I but, mean, but if you're giving up, or has to if be. you're giving up exactly what you give up for Corbin Burns to the White Sox, would you do it? We don't have anybody like that anymore, though. Yeah, well, we yes, do, we but do. Um, no, the just Cease said, would be Cease has a two years left. Kirsten. Corbin Burns only has one. Wait, but we need him. I like him. Do we need Kirsten? He's better than Joey Ortiz by like a long shot. Yeah, but do we need him? Yeah, he'd be a great guy. I mean, we're loaded. Who's one of the guys we're loaded with? Okay, okay. He didn't play his first three years after signing because he had a heart condition. It wasn't three years. It was at least two. It wasn't two. It was less than a year. It was the his his senior junior slash senior season of college baseball got cut short because of COVID. Then he had the heart condition, so he missed off twenty twenty one, and then he had hamstring problems, so he missed the first six weeks of twenty twenty two. I want to say. He hasn't played in forever. He didn't play. 2022. This was his first full season right, was right. this and past he, previous season. And he came I know, in spring training, which, does spring training matter, Dave? No. Okay. Oh. Okay, so I guess I mean, matter. it's helpful, but like. Because he was raking in spring training, that's all I know. Yeah, but I mean, well, game reps are always helpful, but it doesn't tell you how good a player is. Hey, didn't we talk about this with him? We've what? already talked about this with him, with Kerstad. We've talked yeah. about game reps with Kerstad before. It's more beneficial for somebody like Heston Kerstad, who hasn't played a lot, and now, finally in spring training, had time to get consistent at-bats and kind of get into the flow of being a professional baseball player. But, you know, also, some dudes rake in spring training, like Curtis Terry. You know who that is? No. He hit nukes last year at spring training for those. Like, it's just random. Like, so how you respond to those nukes. You respond to the nukes saying, I'm a fantastic baseball player. No one can touch my stuff. Okay, you're gonna fizzle out. But if you if you approach it with a mindset of growth, it's different. It's all about your mindset. And I guess what was his name, Dave? Curtis Terry. Curtis, Curtis Terry good, d- did not have a big boy. How how big? Probably like two seventy five. So he's playing the wrong sport. Probably. Um, Georgia Tech beat number three UNC. Um, UN, this will be UNC's first ACC loss of the year. So now, no teams in the big six conferences. Curtis Terry is 6'1", 265. In college basketball, are undefeated in conference play. So, any any thoughts on this game, Dave? Yeah, I'm, UNC is... Uh, top five team in the country for sure. Sometimes you just have right Maryland's right up there with them. Probably even better, you'd say. Uh, At UNC, you know, you're just college basketball. You're going to lose away games sometimes. I know uh, some people wanted a foul at the end of the game. It's a little controversial. I think it was R.J. Davis that took the shot, and he kind of got bumped a little bit. And uh, could you have called it? Yes. Do I think it was a fine no call? Yes as well. Uh, you know, UNC will be fine. They'll get back on track. 
they have a top five player in the country and RJ Davis and then a great supporting cast. Uh, they'll bounce back. Uh, and, you know, bad losses happen. And, you know, credit to UNC for being the last, you know, last team from the good conferences to get that first conference loss. So, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. The Seahawks hiring Mike McDonald, that's great hire, I think. They go from having the oldest coach in Pete Carroll to having the youngest coach I, I think currently in the NFL at 36. I think 36. it's an okay hire. Um, for the, just for the fact that, yeah, he's shown success, but he's inexperienced. And is it is it a little – was he is he a little too raw to be – to be a head coach I think, for a, for a, a franchise that expects consistency and exceptional coaching over the that they've had over the past ten or twelve years with Pete Carroll, um, and you're not playing in a huge market, but you're playing in a city that has fans that are, are arguably arguably a top three fan base in the league so yeah. it's it's a tough job to take especially at, as young as he is so that's why it's a little like if i'm a seahawks fan i'm not like all in because of how young he is but i'm also happy with with this the young success that he's had yeah with I a th- great program like the Raiders. i think it's like signing a prospect in baseball i think it's like signing a young guy and letting him work his way up and like this for the seahawks team it's got to be like a almost a full rebuild. I mean, they haven't they can't really do much. They haven't done much. So I think if you get rid of Pete Carroll being an older guy and he I don't think it's a full rebuild. It may not be a full rebuild, but you're at least trying to to help your team get better, obviously. That's what you want to do every year. But I think getting rid of Pete Carroll um as a eighty year old guy who's been there for forever, if you you're you're gaining a guy that can Teach the guys. Uh, I mean, probably not as much as Pete Carroll can, but you can make him that way. Like he can learn. He can, and yeah. he also he's also I would hope he he's learn. also been under Jim and John Harbaugh, who have he's been their understudy. Both he's been right. under both of them. Yeah. So my opinion is, he's a defensive coordinator at Michigan. Yeah. It's for tough. one season. Yeah. So. It's tough. Um, from both of them. He he was with John for n- over nine years. <clears throat> it's tough as a Ravens fan to kind of analyze it because obviously you want him to stay but i think it would have been better off to stay that's why i really respect what ben johnson did and was kind of able to you know young guy just maybe stay a couple more years and kind of um i don't know gather more knowledge um maybe yeah but he pay also, closer attention he to hardball do it right though what oh he, yeah he seems so like ben johnson the way like he's he kind of it was the right thing to do for him to stay, but he did it in such a way where now, like, I don't know if he'll get. Obviously, he'll get the chance, but like, he, I, he handled it so poorly. Yeah, like, fair enough. Honestly, that's that's a fair enough point. Uh, I wouldn't argue with that. I think he's a defensive mastermind, but you know, he might just be. He might just be a defensive coordinator. We don't know. I don't know how he's going to. Could be. he? Could he have ridden the coattails of Roquan Smith? It's and. and and Kyle Hamilton. People have mixed opinions about it. Like Earl will tell you that the Ravens defense is that good because of Mike McDonald. Some people will tell you it's because of studs like Roquan Smith and Kyle Hamilton. I think it's up for interpretation. What I'm more interested in is how 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 is it that Raven the Ravens uh, almost every defensive 
player they bring in is doing better than they were when they last played. Like, look at Jadavion Clowney. Look at uh, Kyle Van Noy. I mean, even bringing in, like, rookies and stuff and, like, looking at people like Geno Stone and people who excel, um, Brandon Stevens, um, even Patrick Queen getting better than he was last year. Like, it's just like, who are you attributing that to? Is that Ben Johnson or is that John Harbaugh's development and, you know, pedigree in drafting? Like, it's it's really tough to say. Uh, I mean, I think the most impressive thing Mike McDonald has done has been his work with the pass rush. Like, I just... I, I still can't fathom how those guys were getting so much pressure. Granted, they had no pressure in the AFC Championship game besides Matabike. But, like, getting pressure from Kyle Van Noy. Matabike? Up the middle? Yeah, he was That's crazy. Against Creed? He was getting there. Well, Trey Smith was just kind of holding him the whole – not the whole game, but he got a couple. That's another good guard. Trey Smith is a good player. Um, But, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, Matabike is definitely just playing – He's playing so hard because he knows the defensive tackle market is just he's also ridiculously high right he's now. He's either going to get the franchise tag, which is you know going to be a bunch of money for one year, or he's just going to get a bag from which, yeah, whichever I team. I don't see the only issue with the franchise tag is people like long deals so they can get that security, but it's just like another one year deal, and he's going to be getting paid a lot of money under that tag. So I yeah, mean, agreed. it's just I, I mean he's going. There's no way you let him walk. You either tag him or sign him to a long term deal. There's, you can't let him walk. With yeah, but going back to Mike McDonald, I think he's a great, fantastic coordinator. I think that's proven. I don't think you can really argue that. Even if you want to say he kind of got helped by Roquan, Kyle Hamilton, but to the same extent, that defense was phenomenal, and you have to attribute some of that to the coordinator. Uh, I mean, the Seahawks have an interesting squad. They've got some really good players, but I don't really think they're ready to compete. They need a quarterback. I think he's great, like Ben said, to kind of let the team needs to build with him, which maybe would be a little bit... The Seahawks seem like they almost are going to retool. Maybe it would just be better for them to rebuild and just kind of work well, with Mike McDonald so there's a little bit so that there's a little bit less pressure to win about, immediately. I don't know about re, retool offensively, 100%. But defensively... Defense is terrible, right. But defensively, they have the pieces. It's still have, bad. But I mean, like Nawasu tore his ACL. I mean, Mafe. Boy is a stud. Um, obviously, you have guys like Witherspoon, um, Jamal Adams, and oh, Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs are getting old. I mean, Quandre Diggs is not the. I mean, he's 30, 31. But like, yeah, they're they're both getting old, but they're still competent. And Tariq Woolen, although not having the success that he had in his rookie year. You can see the potential there, especially with his length um, and his speed. Um, and then, really, obviously, an aging Bobby Wagner. They need linebacker help um, inside. Uh, Jordan Brooks is a fine, fine inside linebacker. Um, so there's that. Um, Devin Bush. Yeah, but you need you need a solid two. That's and like sorry, B Wags is just past his prime. Unfortunately, I think he still led the league in tackles this year, which is crazy. But it's just a different type of Bobby Wagner that's not dominant anymore. And they really need interior defensive help. Um, so he's working with a, a, a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. But the question is, offensively, can we keep Metcalf? What are we going to do with our offensive line? What are we going to do? Gino, he's old. He's really is not like 
he didn't elevate the Seahawks this year. Got to get somebody new, I think. I mean, what are we doing at tight end? Like, it's just like there's a lot of questions to be answered offensively um, and kind of almost defensively. Like, maybe this is what Mike McDonald will provide is we have the talent, but it was being misused last year. Right, how to utilize them. Right. And obviously, great players, some great players on defense, you know, good young players. Uh, it, I'm just not sure. It depends on how the Seahawks are going to take it. Are they going to tear it down, or are they just going to try to um, retool a little bit with what they have? I think he's a good coaching hire. Could it be too early for him, and he, you know, he could be bad? Yes, com- I mean, we could be eating our words next year and saying, oh, boy, this is a fantastic hire. Like, like I'm sure people said that about Sean McVay when he came in right. to the Rams, like inexperienced guy. He it wasn't even an NFL coach at that point. I mean, I know he probably – he might have coached in the NFL, but I know he was a college guy. Yeah. Um, and they brought him in. So there's probably questions like that as well. But I think what I think will be the big, you know, testament to Mike McDonald um, – is how Zach Orr performs as a defensive coordinator for the Ravens. If he has like ex- identical numbers with the Ravens' defense under um, that the Ravens had last year, um, then you could say, well, maybe the defense is really just that good, and it doesn't matter who you throw in there. But if if Zach Orr comes in, is is just awful. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I think the Ravens' defense is always going to be not even. Maybe I won't even say good because I'm sure they'll have down years, but it's never really bad. Zach Orr, that's another you know, another inexperienced guy. I think that's an interesting point that you bring up. I would say uh, it's tough. It depends on how many pieces the Ravens lose. Like if they lose Queen the and huh? Queen and Queen and Matabuke, right? Queen Matabuke, Clowney, Van Noy, Geno Stone, replaceable. Geno Stone. Geno Stone is a little bit less replaceable, but like Kyle Van Noy and Jadamia Clowney, they, they just signed one-year deals. Like, they're just... They were yeah. already being replacements. So. Van Noy already had, like... He had, like, 11 sacks, though. I think he had, like... I have no idea. Might have had, I think he had double digits. I don't, I don't know if he had double digits. He might have, but... But, like, that's... That's that's clearly a plug-and-play. Like, it's not Kyle Van Noy. It's, it's the system, right? Like... Probably. Most likely... Clowny a little bit less. Yeah, I nine think. sacks. Yeah, shout out to Kyle Van Noy. I I just mean, depending on the pieces and how the Ravens kind of retool over the off season, they might not have as many good players. But I closely tied with Mike. Yeah, but it almost if Mike McDonald is good, if Mike McDonald is good as the Seahawks head coach. And who cares how Zach Orr performs? Maybe Zach Orr's just a good, good coordinator. But if he, if Mike McDonald doesn't perform, then yes, it will, he will, it will be seen as um, uh, Zach Orr's performance will be heavily so, watched. So uh, the Patriots hired uh, Alex Van Pelt as, as their offensive coordinator, which is hilarious. Um, another guy for the Patriots with limited play calling experience. And he was actually fired from the Browns as their offensive coordinator in uh, in January, I think it said. And he didn't even call plays for the Browns. So, um, so another. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't say it right now, but it seems like another confusing and 
just downright bad hire by the Patriots. Like, it doesn't make much sense. There's no way this is the best guy on the market. Yeah, that's tough. That's that's a bad pickup. Um, especially, even, like, getting Josh McDaniels as your offensive coordinator wouldn't even be the worst thing right now. Just, no. like, no. Just, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't I, – if I'm Earl, I'm really mad. Um, but, yeah. It's an interesting hire. I don't – I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really get it, but, hey, maybe it works. They're that, clearly that trying Jared, to – That Jared Mayo tree is going to be crazy. The Jared Mayo coaching tree will be wild. We're starting one right now, the Jared Mayo. I mean, that Kyle Shanahan tree is probably the best for the young coaches, but uh, we'll see. Um, Watch out, bro. Hardball coaching tree getting crazy. Mike McDonald. Potentially. Watch out. And they got they got another guy who's going to be the Titans defensive coordinator, so you'll know, see how that works. Um, the Rams promote Chris Shula to their defensive coordinator. Um, if you don't know Ben, um, this is Don Shula's grandson. Makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it so does. a little bit of a nepotism, maybe, but it wasn't like – he was hired off the streets. Like he was, he's no, been he's working been his way the, up. Yeah, they the thought that somebody from outside was going to come and take that job because he's he's again on an experience. Cauliflower ears. It looks fighter? like he does, but he might have a, oh, it's a, a AirPod. Piece. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. Um, but like I think fighter. he's I think he's another young, unexperienced guy. But I think inexperienced. Same thing. Enough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, but who who better to be to have as your head coach? And a mentor is somebody who is in that exact same situation as a young coach and probably doubted and, you know, under a lot of stress, maybe having some imposter syndrome saying, you know, I should be in this position without young. Like, there's not a better situation to be in than with Sean McVay, a guy who would be very empathetic towards that situation. So I think, you know, Chris Shula, you know, you've done good, Chris Shula. Done and good. hopefully you're as good as your father or grandfather because – He's uh, Don Shula is arguably the greatest coach of all time, probably in the NFL. Um, yeah. So, what about yeah. Mike Leach? Mike, love that guy. Love Mike Leach. Um, now we get onto some uh, NBA stuff. Brief uh, NBA. Very yeah, brief very brief. NBA. The Rockets uh, acquired Stephen Adams for Victor Oladipo, and three seconds. He didn't go to Maryland. From but Maryland. He grew up in Maryland. Silver Spring. Where Maryland. do you go to school? Where do you go to school? Indiana. Where do you go to school? Where high, you go to high school. school. Grew up in Silver Spring. I don't. Yeah, I never Roll Deep. I went to high school. Uh, I don't I know. Thought, I thought Dave was. I had Indiana thought, on the I thought, I thought Dave was all. Oh, he went to DeMatha. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, I guess this is kind of just like a eh, trade. Like, I don't. This this would have been hype in like, I don't know, 2017. Yeah. yeah. But now, I think Steven Adams is like out for the year. I'm not really sure what. I don't understand this trade. I guess the, I, the Rockets really, do need kind of a big presence with picks and rebounds. Um, obviously, you you, you got to – I mean, like Sengun's a pretty thin uh, offensive-oriented center, and then you have Jabari Smith, um, who's obviously another offensively offensive-oriented big man. So I guess that's kind of fits for how they want to grow as a team. Um, I don't really know – what Memphis is trying to do with this Victor Oladipo trade? I think it's. I think they're. It's just to get those picks, pack, right? Yeah, yeah, it's probably just to get those picks. If I had to, if I had to really guess, they um, use him as another trade piece. But yeah, just a very like, just a weird trade that I just, I guess, it's one of those veteran trades that no one really cares about. Um, 
Yeah, it's an odd one. In in classic Raider news, they hire Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator. Um, some people say it's good. Some people say it's bad. I'm not really sure where I stand. Um, he had success at Texas Tech, which elevated to a coaching position. But you have to understand a head coaching position uh, in the NFL. But you understand who was this quarterback at Texas Tech? Some nobody. Yeah, some little nobody named Patrick Mahomes. Um, um, he was made by Cliff Kingsbury. So, so I really don't like in Cliff Kingsbury. I just it's. I mean, I'm not surprised. This Raiders, is Raiders are going to Raider man. But, Come on. Let's go. But, um, yeah. I, uh, I sorry, think he was with Texas Tech in 2013, as like 2013 and 2018, so he had he had multiple years without Mahomes, but the only reason he got a shot was because of his success with Mahomes, because Mahomes was putting up like 70 points with Texas Tech. Um, so, yeah, just a classic Raiders hire, which I thought would might go away, but apparently there's some influence in their head. Their their front office is just terrible. Um, I know we went over Corbin Burns. Yeah, we did talk about this a little bit, but we we'll, didn't go over the, we'll pa- the full package. Yeah. Let's full, go the full package. So can I do it? Yeah, you can do the full yes. package if you want. Yes. All right. So the Orioles acquire Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers for a package of uh, it's Joey Ortiz, DL Hall, and a competitive balance pick, which is the thirty fourth pick in the end of, uh, in the 2021, 2024 draft. Second pick in the second round. Don't care about it. Yeah. Well. Um, I will just say, the reason the Orioles thought that pick was a little bit more expendable is because they got um, a we have pros- a se- another second round because pick. because Gunnar Henderson won the Rookie of the Year. Correct. You get the prospect promotion incentive pick. So the Orioles already had another pick in that same vicinity, yeah. even a little bit higher. So this pick was a lot more ex- uh, expendable. Yeah. So I'm assuming um, that's why they did yeah, that's, it. Yeah. That, that was smart. Good analysis there, Dave. I knew we had a. I knew we had an extra pick. Um, uh, Joey Ortiz. There's so many people. I know he touched the, the 40-man and the, even the 25-man roster last year, but there's a lot of people that are under him um, that are young that are definitely have a higher upside than and him. And it's better for his career for him to not be Correct. behind. It is 100% better for him. We cause And even for D.L. Hall, too, man. D.L. Hall. So the thing about D.L. Hall is he's a great guy. DL, this is good for both of them because yeah. D.L. Hall – Look at the Brewers and look at their recent history of developing pitchers. Obviously, guys like Josh Hader, Devin Williams. Um, Josh Hader, Maryland guy. Um, obviously, you got like Brandon Woodruff and uh, even Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. Um, so you got you got pitchers there, and you can definitely see that they 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 develop pitchers well. So good for DL Hall and just good for Joey Ortiz. Good for Baltimore. Just to get him, just to get him in, just to get him on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Both these guys were kind of blocked um, by other players. Joey Ortiz. Was DL What I'm going to say, Joey Ortiz is obvious. Jackson Holiday, Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westbrook, it's all these guys, sad. right? Even Connor Norby's still there. Kobe Mayo. Uh, Kobe Mayo, another great example. Uh, great fielder, not as much of a great hitter. And yeah. Joey Ortiz is 24, 25 years old, so I'm glad he gets the opportunity to get every day at bats with the Brewers. DL Hall. While he's not blocked in the bullpen, he's a fantastic he's, reliever. He would never he's, start. He for us. wouldn't start for us. So now I'm assuming that's I don't he know if he has to, the longevity either. Me, I think he's better suited as a bullpen arm as long well. Believer. But or even not even long. He, he could, could be, be your closer. closer. He could easily. genuinely be your closer. Does he have the velo for that? Oh, yeah. Yes, lefty, high nineties. He could throw he's high. He could throw high nineties or even a hundred for. 15 pitches, but I don't know if he can But go. I don't know what the plan is. I, you, know what that, you know what that does, though? You know what that does? For him transitioning into a reliever? He was a reliever for us last year. I mean, you know what I mean? Here comes the but, Jordan Hicks 
conversation 2.0. What was that? You remember two that? years ago or well, two no, weeks I'm just ago? Saying, you know what? You know what happens when I, if you're looking at it from a business point of view, he knows if he knows he can be a star. You know what that means? It's like he triple the money. salary. Yeah. I mean, that's like if you excel and you're an ace pitcher, you can. I'm going to go out on a on a limb here. He ain't starting. We'll see. He. I Does think he he'll the get the opportunity to start. He may. Yes, With he'll the get the opportunity to. Yes. But I think he's I think better he suited best as a suited as a closer or a middle reliever. But if he really put his mind to it, he could. He could start. Probably. Well, he started he most of his time in the minors. Him, you don't yeah. think he throws seventy five pitches? We'll see. Corbin Burns, though, um, great pickup. That's that's your ace, right? That's Huge. that's what you wanted. I mean, it's going to be Corbin, uh, Bradish. Rodriguez, Kramer, and um, I don't know who do you want. Wells. Uh, no, there was another um, one. Who do you want? Corbin. No, there was another one. Oh, John Means. We John not said we miss John Means. Ah, so, so, I was like, there is, there has to be somebody better another, than those there two. There was right? one that's been in the majors for forever. <laughs> this is a World Series move here for the for the Orioles. Hundred uh, percent. Because, okay. because now look at, I mean, just just for a motive, just look just look at it from a motivation. Uh, or not motivation. Uh, what's the word? Um, momentum. momentum. Momentum point of view. Like you're going into you're going into your first game. Let's say the first game in the ALDS, and you bring out your ace, and he pitches like a shutout. Like we just didn't yeah. have that ability with any of our pitchers, and we now we were throwing a pitcher by committee out there, and it the was just like we didn't know what we wanted to do playoffs. in the playoffs with with our pitching. And I think this adds a whole other element that gets thrown in, and now your lineups looking like your rotations looking like. Uh, Corbin, uh, Grayson was probably going to be your two by the end of the year. Bradish will be our two. Bradish or Grayson, uh, you would hope. It doesn't really matter. You would, you, would, you would hope Grayson's your two at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, obviously it doesn't matter two or three. What's really the big difference? Um, but in terms of in, uh, whatever, but Bradish was darn close to yeah. a Cy Young this year. He got fourth. he got votes, didn't he? He finished fourth in Cy Young voting. Oh wow, good for him. Um, and then you got. You got obviously you got John, John Means, Means, whose people are who sleeping on like three starts. Last yeah, year. not you, a lot. And you have guys in the bullpen who can start. Right? Am I forgetting somebody? Kramer. Tyler Wells, Dean Kramer, Dean Tyler uh, Dean Dream. Our our five starters are hand, are without a doubt set. We know them what they are. And then and you're, you're throwing Dean and, th- and Urban won't sniff it. Urban right. will probably be more of a long reliever yeah. type guy. I don't know what they'll do with Wells. But I'm Wells glad I'm glad we have long relievers who are able to start. Who've had experience as a starter? You need that, yeah. We had, right. Everybody has that. Uh, I mean, I but guess. we didn't. No, we didn't have the ability to have those guys not starting. You know what I mean? Be permanently in the bullpen because yeah. we constantly needed that fifth guy. Yeah. Um, and well, Wells, we did pitch by committee because we we didn't have means and we didn't have well now we have Burns, but we did pitcher by committee at least ten times last year, where we had relievers start and then we had another reliever come in three innings later. And apparently it just doesn't work in the playoffs because no. we were getting shelled. But to be fair, we were getting shelled by the, a team that just exploded in the playoffs. Right. We were getting healthy at the right time, and they were just primed to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, another question is what the what the plan to do with like will we sign Corbin Burns to a long term extension? So this this I talked to with my dad about this last night. If you give up that package. And you do not re-sign Corbin Burns. It's the worst trade you could have possibly made. Well, you have to re-sign. It depends him. on. I, I think it depends on the outcome, him. and also, if you look at it like this, the I know it's probably the least important thing, but the competitive balance pick 
will effectively like if Corbin Burns gets the bag next year from somebody else, we'll get a we'll get a pick around the spot. So effectively, it's DL Hall for Jory Ortiz if we don't re-sign Corbin Burns. I mean, if we win the World Series and we don't re-sign Corbin Burns, that's I'm okay with it. I, is that the that's the only yeah. exception? Like that would be the only way you're okay with it? Issue, I think you have to re-sign. The issue no is, uh, are I, you are he wants ace money? Depending on how he pitches this he year, he is the ace. Depend, I know, but depending he's on probably he pitch, the ace in twenty five out of thirty two rotations. I know. I mean, arguably more. Right? Yeah, I was just, I was right. understating. Like, um, 32. Maybe 31, maybe 30. Um, he's not above Cole. Can't be. Garrett? I, but I mean, he's going to be commanding some absurd money, and you've got to, like, priorities are Jackson Holiday. I mean, obviously we don't know, but He'll be up know. this year. We know. He, well, Depending the two guys he right may now are Gunner. It's Adley and Gunner. Well, Adley and Gunner, but you're going to have to resign Jackson Holiday eventually, and from what we see now, he looks like, like the next Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Like, also think about it with Rubenstein and the new guy. What we've seen, well, let's hope they're not afraid of spending money. Well, that's the problem. We the don't Angelos know. have been afraid of spending money for the past thirty-five years because we don't have it because we're a small city. No, we have it. The Angelos is one hundred percent have it. I think it just the most important things are Adley and Gunner contract contract extensions. Holiday as well too, but you know he's hasn't His played a major league. Yeah, he hasn't years. played a major league game yet. But if you're willing to shell out the money for Corbin Burns um, to re-sign him, then I think that really bodes well, and will almost signal that, like, hey, these guys are going to spend because you know you'd be an idiot to re-sign Corbin Burns before you re- if you have no plans of re-signing Adley or Gunner. Like, so I think we'll see. The real question is, how much is Adley going to command in the offseason? Because the one that matters more is Gunner, because yeah. Gunner's a Scott Boris client, so that, that means he's getting a bazillion dollars. But what I'm what I mean is, Adley, is Adley probably, showed us offensively, yes, what he needs to I'm do. I'm going to predict Adley's contract. Adley's contract is probably going to be between eight and twelve years. Think about that, eight and twelve, huh. right? It's a long time anywhere. for a catcher. Anywhere, he's, he's what twenty six. 25. I, and I think worst thing that happens is you transition to do a DH if his knees give out. Right. Or something. I think he's between eight and eight and twelve years, and it's going to be between probably hundred and eighty and two hundred and fifty million, something somewhere in there. I mean, it's. I mean, he's the one of the best defensive catchers in the game, and yeah. he's one of the best offensive catchers in the game. You know, I've never seen Adley throw someone out at second. Yeah, he's got bad arm. Oh, baseball savant. Dave's. That's already up. Pop time. Oh, I don't even have. I don't even get. Oh, you don't, have, you don't. You don't have Savant Pro. I, well, <laughs> it's. I only get pop time, which is eighty first percentile. But this pop time is one point nine one. Uh, framing eighty fourth percentile. Oh my goodness. Uh, caught stealing above average is sixty five percentile. It's better than average. Blocks above average is eighty fifth percentile. That's that's elite territory. Right Solid there. catcher right there. Yeah. Right, the last, and his sprint speed's in the 40th percentile. Last thing we have, in case we can just wondering. touch on it. It's not like a huge thing. The Buccaneers hired Liam Cohen as the offensive coordinator. Previous, was, previously with the Rams yeah. and Kentucky. He was he was, he was was part of the reason Will Levis was so great with Kentucky. Um, um, this is an interesting hire, I feel like, with, with a pro-style offense. You know, 
it's kind of what the Buccaneers want Who's to accomplish. Who's the Bucs head coach? I don't know why I'm blind. It's, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name, but I know exactly who he is. Todd Bowles. Sorry, oh, yeah. Uh, Bowles. Um, so, yeah, I think this is just, uh, to me, I don't know much about him. They really give him a fair shake, a fair judgment right now. But I think with the style of offense in Tampa, this is what they want to do. And I guess, I don't know. I'm assuming they want to re-sign Baker. So this will be good for them. Baker. Um, and I think they better re-sign my boy. For everything this week, boys. Anything to say? Fair enough. Um, no, thanks everybody for listening. Um, Dave, you got anything? Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Sports Code Sportscast. Dave's going to go home and sleep. I'm tired. He's exhausted, and he's really sad about Carl Weathers. Um, I just texted my dad. All right. Nate, what you got? Yeah.